Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P slash sober. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about how the brain recovers after we stop drinking. There have been mixed conclusions on this topic over the years, so I'm going to present the latest information that I could find. I'll explain what white and gray matter are in the brain, 
how alcohol damages the brain, and what I found about cognitive recovery. So let's dig in. According to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, alcohol damages neurons in all areas of the brain, inhibits the functioning of every brain mechanism, alters the activity of neural pathways in the brain, like we talked about in episode 20, and increases the risk of developing neurological diseases and disorders such as seizures, stroke, brain cancer, and dementia. The NIH reports that partial repair of some of the structural changes to the brain can occur within the first few months of sobriety, with the most noticeable and important effects occurring in the first year of sobriety. The full benefits of sobriety peak and are maintained after five to seven years. The level of damage in recovery depends on a few things, like how long the person abused alcohol, how much they drank, if they use any other drugs during this time, including tobacco, genetics, a family history of alcohol use disorder, number of relapses, and lifestyle factors like diet and exercise. Our brains have white and gray matter. The white matter is made up of axons, and myelin, all of which allow neurons to communicate with each other. Gray matter is the individual neurons, and white matter connects those neurons together and allows them to communicate. Myelin protects our neurons, so when the myelin is destroyed, the signals that the neuron is trying to send are slowed down or stopped completely, which causes a variety of neurological problems like multiple sclerosis. Our neurons receive information from other neurons when neurotransmitters bind to them. The neuron then transmits this signal to other neurons by generating an electrical signal that goes down the length of the cell to the other end, where it releases neurotransmitters. The part of the neuron where this electrical signal is transmitted is called the axon. You can think of it like a wire, and myelin is a protective coating. Alcohol is a neurotoxin, and one of the ways it affects the brain is by degrading the myelin sheath that protects our neurons and keeps them functioning properly. It isn't fully understood how alcohol does this, but one hypothesis is that myelin production requires thymine, which is a vitamin, and alcohol inhibits our absorption of thymine. Beyond myelin degradation, alcohol also causes damage to our axons, and this can result in a variety of conditions, one of which being alcoholic neuropathy. This is nerve damage from excessive drinking. It might start to show up as a tingling feeling in your fingers and toes. Nerve damage from alcohol is permanent. A 2019 study from Spain looked at 90 people who were hospitalized for their alcohol use disorder. This study found that alcohol-related damage to our white matter persisted for up to six weeks after the participants had stopped drinking. They saw the biggest damages in the part of the brain that communicates between the left and right hemisphere and the part that enables communication between the hippocampus, the nucleus accumbens, and the prefrontal cortex. So remember, the hippocampus is responsible for memories, the nucleus accumbens is a main part of our reward system, and our prefrontal cortex is important for decision-making, executive functioning, and action selection. A 2020 study published in the American Journal of Psychiatry 
looked at people diagnosed with alcohol use disorder, and took scans of their brains one day to two weeks after their last drink. Researchers saw that the closer to the last drink the participant was, the greater the disruption in the activity between the ventromedial prefrontal cortex and striatum compared to non-drinkers. The ventromedial prefrontal cortex is a portion of the prefrontal cortex that regulates and inhibits our response to emotions. It uses our past emotional reactions to choose decisions and control our emotional reactions in new situations. The striatum is a part of the brain that influences our action planning, decision making, motivation, reinforcement, and reward perception. The more severe the disruption to this brain network, the more likely it was for the person to go back to drinking. This makes sense if you think about what those areas of the brain are responsible for. When I was drinking, I was incredibly reactive. I had huge emotional responses to situations. If I had damage to my ventromedial prefrontal cortex, then my ability to control my emotional reactions would be affected. This is detrimental for a newly sober person because in addition to feeling all the feelings now, their emotions are very vulnerable to what's happening around them. It makes it easier to have a large emotional response to something and drink because of it. Likewise, the striatum influences action and decision making, so if this part of the brain is damaged, then our decision making ability is negatively affected. If you listen to episode 20 about moderation, then you learn that when the prefrontal cortex is damaged or loses its plasticity, the reward system is let loose. All of these things make it much easier for a person to drink. These researchers found that the damage to the ventromedial prefrontal cortex and striatum decreased the longer the participants stayed sober. This is great news for us and something I've experienced in my own sobriety. The longer I stayed sober, the easier it was for me to control my emotional reactions to things. I was able to go from a reactive person to a proactive person. Being reactive means that you're at the mercy of everything around you. Your emotional state and mood are dependent on other people. If you're proactive, then you're able to take a moment to look at the situation before forming any emotional response. The first step in learning to be proactive is awareness. I started by just being aware of moments when I was being reactive. If you're struggling with this too, then just start there. Pay attention and think, I'm being reactive again. A study published at the beginning of December 2020 looked at hippocampus recovery following binge drinking in rats. They wanted to see if the phenomenon of reactive adult neurogenesis played a role in how the brain recovers from alcohol abuse. Adults do continue to produce new brain cells in a process called neurogenesis. This doesn't occur in all areas of the brain, but it is very present in the hippocampus. Following a four-day binge, researchers gave the rats a dose of the chemotherapy drug temelazamide. This was supposed to stop reactive neurogenesis, but not interfere with normal neurogenesis. What they found was despite giving the rats chemo, their hippocampus was able to recover and they had improved memory and learning. 
So this means that normal adult neurogenesis was responsible for the improvement. It wasn't reactive adult neurogenesis. So it's just the normal process of our brain. I like this study a lot because even chemo couldn't stop our brains from recovering after alcohol abuse. After 35 days, the rats who binged on alcohol performed the same as the control rats who didn't have alcohol or chemo. Another 2020 study published in Addictive Behaviors investigated whether a short-term inpatient stay helped with brain recovery. They found that in very early sobriety, patients showed a slowdown in processing speed, memory, and executive functioning. Follow-up exams found that cognitive performance significantly improved during the first few weeks of sobriety. The conclusion from this study is to let newly sober people focus on being sober for a week or two before beginning any psychosocial treatments like therapy or group therapy. They said that sober people would be able to benefit more from therapy, education, and motivational interviewing after some of the worst neurological damage has improved. They suggest that people in very early sobriety would benefit from rehab where they can be well-fed and alcohol would not be available. The cognitive improvement after the first few weeks would enable people to get more benefit out of relapse prevention programs. So something important to remember about all these studies that I've talked about is these were done on people who had to be hospitalized to recover from their alcohol use disorder. So if you did not have to be hospitalized, maybe you didn't have the same extent of damage as they did. Overall, studies show that the brain recovers well in areas such as short and long-term memory, verbal IQ, and verbal fluency. Other functions may take more time and effort to recover, like visuospatial skills, multitasking, semantic memory, sustained attention, impulsivity, emotional face recognition, and planning. Therapy and practice can be a good way to put effort into recovery of these skills if you are having trouble with any of them. A meta-analysis looked at 12 different cognitive functions and found that after one year, people with alcohol use disorder only had minor differences compared to the control group. Another study looked at attention and working memory for people who were one year sober versus people in early recovery. They found a big improvement for the longer term sober people. For most of us, the brain does recover fully or very close. Just like the liver, the brain can be pushed too far. And for a small group of people, full recovery is not possible. Long-term heavy drinking can result in a few permanent conditions such as Wernicke, Korsakoff syndrome, which can cause difficulty walking and major problems with memory. Alcoholic neuropathy, which results in nerve damage and causes numbness in the limbs. Alcoholic cerebellar degeneration, which occurs when the brain cells in the cerebellum die, causing coordination problems, tremors, and slurred speech. And alcoholic myopathy, which is damage to the muscles and can result in atrophy and weakness. When we stop drinking, we can recover and get back to our normal selves. 
So if this is something that you are scared about, that maybe you mess up your brain forever because of all those years of partying and heavy drinking, just know that for most of us, we do make a full or close to full recovery. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you enjoyed it, please go leave me a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.